life is short. Don't tell me you can wait another year because what if you don't have it? I would rather die being fulfilled and purposeful and living my dream than building someone else's version of success. Freedom was more important to me than building someone else's dream. This can't be it. There has to be more. Wait, am I crazy? No. If you're yearning for more and working hard to make your dreams a reality, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Dreamcatchers. It's the only show committed to helping you self-actualize and then transcend, leaving you with the legacy you've always desired. Listen in on conversations with successful philanthropists, entrepreneurs, and founders every week as we connect with them for inspiration, education, and direction. Your host, Jerome Myers, is here to help you exit the matrix and transform into a leader of your own revolution. The question is, do you believe your dreams should be real? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dreamcatchers podcast. I'm your host, Jerome, and I will tell you that you're in for a treat because we're in state. We're even in region today. I have Tara LaFon Gooch in with me today. Tara, how are you, my friend? Hello. Thank you so much for having me on the show today, Jerem. Now, you and I were chatting and I was like, somebody knows about confidence. And I think it's something that so many of us struggle with, especially if we have an impact to the people that we spend the most time with or the way that we earn our money. And I think you've been on a journey that has allowed you to experience both of those. And so with that little teaser, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you're currently working on? Awesome. Thank you so much for the warm intro. Who am I, right? Who are any of us? I think that's the number one question to ask when we're going on a journey at all. Who am I really? And when I was going through my personal journey, that's exactly what I was trying to figure out. In 2022, I had just started entrepreneurship. I didn't know what I was doing. Guess what? Nobody does, right? I was a burnt out sales director at a corporate company, struggling to find my purpose, fulfillment, suffering from depression and anxiety, and self-doubt beyond belief. And it came to a climax where... I had two choices. I could either change the narrative and rewrite a story going forward, or I could just give up. And nobody would have faulted me for giving up. Nobody would have. But I realized that my fear of staying the same was actually a lot scarier for me than failing. It was a lot scarier than ridicule. And I didn't have the confidence, but I was so afraid of being in the same spot next year. That's what I needed to be that catalyst for change that ultimately worked to change the trajectory of my life as we know it. And this has not been a long journey. I will say that. I said it was March of 2022. That's a real number, right? So less than, I'm talking less than two years 
I went from my version of rock bottom, zero confidence, brand new entrepreneur, didn't know what I was doing in life, struggling to being featured on Forbes, writing a best-selling book, landing a TED Talk, scaling my business, my brand. But more importantly, helping other people change that narrative for their lives. It took a whole lot of confidence. But you know what? If I didn't do it, I would be doing a disservice to the world because there's somebody out there that needed my message so that they could overcome their struggles. And that was enough reason for me to go ahead and do it. Now, I often tell people when they don't share their story, they're being selfish. And they're like, what do you mean? And I said, <laughs> well, yeah. why aren't you doing it? Well, I don't like the way my voice sounds. That's selfish. I don't like the way I look on camera. That's selfish. And earlier you mentioned something along the lines of public speaking being one of the biggest fears that people have. Fortunately, when you come on the Dreamcatchers podcast, it's just you, me, and the microphone, right? But for a lot of people out there, they are absolutely terrified on sharing their story. So you mentioned that you are at rock bottom. Mm. Some of us have a rock top, right? You might exit your business. You have money. You have time. But you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. You mentioned a lack of purpose and not knowing what you were doing. How did you walk yourself out of that space outside of having the inspiration to help other people because you, I guess somewhere along the way, somebody helped you, but you didn't say that. I'm putting words in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, it, it started. So again, I was rockbound. I was suffering from severe depression. I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder. So when you go to the doctor and they make you look at all these questions and they say, check the box if you fit that, right? Well, I checked off all of them. That's major depressive disorder, right? So I was rock bottom. <clears throat> I was contemplating suicide. I didn't think I had worth. So I hit this rock bottom and I got up. I don't know, you know, it was grace of God, but I started giving. And I started reaching out to people online. Maybe it was people that were looking for jobs. Maybe it was people in a community that I was involved in that just needed help leveling up in life. And started to realize actually how much talents and skills I actually had that were of use to other people that could help them. All of these talents and skills that I have, I took for granted because I couldn't see past my own selfishness. And once I started giving to others, it started this virtuous cycle of just prosperity and abundance because I realized how many skills I had, but then people were paying me for these. Mm. And now I could have an actual business and I wasn't dependent on somebody else anymore. And I could do things my own way. And when I started sharing my story, the floodgates opened because it connected me to other people in such a deep-seated human level way that there was no competition because I was the authentic one. I was the one they've related to. And this all started because I started giving. 
and looking outside of myself. I think that's so important. I think so many people are terrified of giving. I was recently on a podcast and one of the hosts was like, I'm moving on to the taker bus. Giving isn't actually the way. And he was cited some study or a book he read. I think the book was called Give and Take. He's like, takers are the ones that run companies. Givers are the ones that work for the takers. And I was like, yeah, okay. He said, but the takers give strategically. And so a lot of us, when we are in those low spots, we just want somebody to validate us. We just want somebody to show us that they believe that we're worth something or that they value the skills that we have. And so a lot of times we'll give with just the hope that somebody will say, oh, you did a good job. Because at the end of the day, I think most of us just want to please others. And so as you were going through that journey, how'd you go from just being altruistic to actually turning it into a business? Wow, great question. Well, you know, it started off just, I mean, testimonials, you're just flying in. I have so many just amazing testimonials from people from all over the world, all sorts of different industries, walks of life, testimonials from surgeons, testimonials from PhDs, psychologists, any just discipline that you can think of, scientists and really reputable people. And it started just snowballing. And then people started to see me as the expert. And then once people see you as an expert, it really starts to take off. But the most important thing is that you believe it's real. And that's where imposter syndrome can get the best of us, Jerome. You know, the higher we climb, especially if we're a woman, you know, in a professional field, we can really feel that sense of imposter syndrome. Am I good enough? Questioning our worth in every scenario. Negative self-talk constantly. But when enough people that are, that you look up to start to say that you're really good at this, it's time to take stock and say, you know what? I'm claiming it. I am really good at this. I have gotten myself success, but other people as well which means it's a repeatable and scalable process. There's no arguing with that at that point. And you'd really just have to believe in yourself that you're capable of it. It starts with confidence. And I do believe that the foundation of all success is confidence. And just that self-belief that you're made for and deserving of more. It's so powerful. Now, I think a lot of people have a ton of ants yes. <laughs> rocking around in their head, right? And they're like, what are ants? So those automatic negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. And yes. then that's coupled with the negative self-talk. Mm -hmm. So what do you tell the person who says, yeah, Tara, that's nice. And maybe that worked for you. But I don't have people running around saying nice things to me or about me right now. Or I just got rid of the company where I did the only thing that I know how to do well, or you're the athlete who is done with their career, maybe because of medical or maybe because they're older than the folks and they got cut. And now they're like, the one thing that I knew how to do, I don't get to do anymore. So I don't have any confidence in the other things. And the voices are telling me I'm going to fail and I'm stupid and I'm worthless and I, I don't deserve what I think I want 
what do you do with those? Do you have any techniques or strategies for folks who are struggling with that? Because I think it's pretty common. Yes, very common. And that's, I'm glad you brought that up. That's the basis of my TED Talk. My upcoming TED Talk is called Gratitude, the Foundation of Confidence. It sounds so simple because it is. When we're grateful, when we're grateful, you know, maybe we've had a bad experience, bad past. Maybe we've had failures, obstacles, adversity. Look back and find the gratitude in that situation. Look back and find, look at the present. What are you grateful for today? Right? And every time we express gratitude, what it's doing, it's the law of increase. So complaining negativity is the law of decrease. Gratitude is the law of increase. It's universal law. When we display gratitude, guess what? More good things come into our lives. And this includes confidence. And this includes self-belief. And when we can do this, it creates that inner furnace, if you will, inside of us that starts that really burning desire to keep increasing. And again, a snowball effect, the more good things you can find in life that you're grateful for, the more good things come into your life. So it's common, you know, we all struggle with confidence issues. I mean, we're all human. I think the statistic is that negative ruminating thoughts are recycled about 95% of the time. So incredible. Like, you know, if you think about your, the amount of thoughts that you have every day and 95% of them are repetitive thoughts that are negative, well, you're creating that cycle of lack of self-belief. Start reframing your thoughts and replacing those negativity with gratitude and it creates that virtuous cycle that just keeps giving and you'll find yourself not so lacking if you do this enough what i i talk to a lot of folks who go pretty deep in metaphysics and they talk about the importance of having the feelings of having the thing before you have the thing yes and i was actually listening to a talk where a guy bought the celebratory watch which was a trophy for doing the thing before he did the thing and so every time he looked at his watch, he got the hit of dopamine to remind him that he was doing or would do the thing that he set out to do. Is that what you're talking about? Mm, it's part of it. Yeah. In my book, I talk about it's like three layers of, of gratitude that, that I want people to have, you know, as they're developing this foundation of confidence. Gratitude for your past, gratitude for your present, gratitude for your future. This is a challenge because I think a lot of people are so caught up in the past or so caught up in whatever that they don't even see that future ahead of them. But what if you had gratitude and visualized it before it happened? And that's what I do. I think about next year and five years from now, I'm so grateful that I landed a viral TED Talk. I haven't delivered my TED Talk yet. I know it's going to be viral. I'm speaking it into existence, but I'm also putting the work in to make it so. And that whole time I'm grateful. 
I am so incredibly grateful to deliver this TED Talk that's viral, that's going to change the world. And every single day I wake up and remind myself of that. And I just think of how much it's going to impact and change my life, but other people's lives as well. So absolutely, you know, celebrate your wins, big, small, everything in between. We don't do that enough. And my celebratory thing is going to be buying a new car, which I'm going to buy December before I deliver my talk. It's funny that you bring that up, but it's so important. I love cars. So we've been talking about G, gratitude. I see grasp over your right shoulder. Is that your method for building confidence? It is, yes. Five steps, very easy to follow. These are time-tested principles. You know, so we have gratitude as the basis. That's the foundation of the first step. Um, And we can't, you know, go on to the next step without that gratitude there. So having that heavy foundation of gratitude sets us up for the next thing. And that next thing being a responsibility mindset. Now that responsibility mindset is an ownership mentality. Wow. So we have to own our thoughts, own our actions own our choices and realize that victim mentality doesn't get us far. What gets us far is an ownership mentality. And when we really can establish that ownership mentality, we're not going to let negative thoughts get in the way and hold us back. We're not going to let self-doubt or imposter syndrome uh, prevent us from achieving our dreams. No, because we're owners. And then after that, I have action. And I believe that at, that the responsibility leads into that action because if you have that responsibility mindset, you're going to show up. You're going to put in the work and you're going to do what is necessary and called upon you to do in order to achieve that goal, that purpose, that competence. And then we have sight, which is the visualization aspect of it. Keeping that vision of who you want to become in the forefront of your mind and then putting in the action to become that person you envision. And then after that, purpose. Because you know what? When we're aligned with purpose, what we're designed to do, you can't not become. A lot of people want to unlock their ultimate potential but lack the strategy, support, and stamina necessary to achieve their major goals. They often try to overcome these challenges by trying to do it on their own, causing frustration, fatigue, and eventually failure. We have developed a model for a center life, AKA the red pill, to help them bolster their beliefs, gain clarity on their path to success, and provide accountability as they take action on their goals. When they take the red pill, they rapidly accelerate attainment of their goals and begin to experience a life of significance and impact. Want to find out more? Hop over to JeromeMyers.co. Now, let's get back to the episode. So I see a lot of people do a lot of things because they make money. And you're talking my talk now because you're talking about purpose. Yeah. I had somebody ask me yesterday, how do I find my purpose? What are your thoughts around purpose, knowing if you're in purpose and working on purpose and maybe the journey to finding purpose if you have 
that answer as well. Absolutely. Your purpose, you know, I think it's something that we can overthink. I'm naturally an analytical person, so I appreciate that perspective. (laughs) But it's something that's within you. It's not something you have to look outside of you for. And it's something that makes you fulfilled. It's something that you can't wait to get out of bed and do. But more importantly, something that helps other people. I don't believe anyone's purpose on this earth is to impair others. I don't believe anyone's purpose is to compete unfairly or unnecessarily with others. Your purpose should ultimately serve humanity and the collective in a large way. And when we can do that, you'll find fulfillment. That's what gets you going. You know, and then having the gratitude that you've aligned with your purpose and that you're actually making an impact on this world. Well, that's why what we all want, isn't it? Because money, you need it for sure. I mean, I'm not going to say you don't. We absolutely should. Seek that because when we have more money, we can help more people. But at the end of the day, it's the helping the other people part that's really important. And I believe at the end of all of our lives, we're not going to regret working more. We're not going to regret saying, I wish I had a different title. Or I wish I could die a bajillionaire. We can't take it with us, but what we can do is help someone else become successful too. That's a big purpose. Yeah. If I boiled it down, would you say success or purpose is tied to service? Absolutely. I think so. I think so. I think purpose and service are absolutely interconnected and energy interchangeable. When, you know, you hear these stories a lot, you know, people that are on Wall Street, and they leave Wall Street and they go and start their own business. And maybe they're working, they start a pizza shop. It's something that their parents didn't want them to do, but they've always loved to do it. And maybe it makes them really feel good when they give homeless people or veterans or the police or firefighters a free meal. That's a service that you're doing to help someone else who's also aligned with their purpose. So I find this too, that purpose attracts purpose. And when you are aligned with purpose in business, guess what? You're going to attract other aligned people who are also with their purpose. And then all of a sudden you create this community of people who are supporting each other in business for the greater good of humankind. So now we got a bunch of purpose-driven entrepreneurs and founders connected to each other and elevating humanity. What a beautiful vision. For someone who recently left corporate, I think there are some folks out there in the audience who are wondering, well, how do you do that? And so we've come up with a framework. We believe every founder has eight X's with the first one being leaving their employer. 
and become a chief everything officer. And, you know, that part is frustrating for a lot of people because they used to be able to go to the the mail room or the copy room and there'll be paper there or there'll be pens there. And when they're chief everything officer, if they didn't make the run to Walmart, Staples or Target, it ain't there. So they think the CEO thing is super glamorous in the first level of entrepreneurship and it's the private jets and the planes and the cars and watches and the purses and the bags and the shoes. But it doesn't end up being that. It's a bunch of work. And for a lot of people, it ends up being giving up their nine to five for a five to nine. Yeah. Uh, how do you muster up the courage to walk away from the the paycheck that most of us are addicted to and start your own thing? Not easy, right? I think it's a personal decision. But for me, there was no alternative. Yeah, there absolutely was none. I was the primary breadwinner of my family. I had a company car, company laptop, cell phone, travel expenses paid, would go once or twice a year to a place like Jamaica or Mexico, paid on the company. That means she sold a lot of stuff, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yeah, I sold some stuff, right? But I was miserable. I was unfulfilled. I was not living aligned with my purpose. I gave up everything. So when I went into entrepreneurship, I literally had no car, no health insurance, no dental insurance, and I was the primary breadwinner. I have a family. But if I continued on that cycle, you and I would not be having this conversation today. It was not easy. It took a lot of courage, but for me, there was no other option. So if you're stuck in a toxic workplace, you have a micromanager, perhaps, a toxic company, maybe there's workplace bullying, maybe you're traveling so much you don't even see your kids. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, do I want to keep doing this? And for how many more years? And if you say, I can't do this another second, why the heck are you sitting on your, in your seat right now? Get up and do everything in your capacity to change that narrative. Because guess what? Life is short. Don't tell me you can wait another year because what if you don't have it? I would rather die being fulfilled and purposeful and living my dream than building someone else's version of success. Freedom was more important to me than building someone else's dream. There was no other option. So that's a decision. Yes. That's a choice. Yes. That this is no longer acceptable. This is not my standard. This is not what I'm willing to have in my world. And there's so many people out there that are using the excuses. So what's funny is you said, yeah, I have the family. I was the primary breadwinner. And you kept going down the list and you're like, yeah, in spite of the fact that I was going to have no car, in spite of the fact that I wasn't going to have health insurance, in spite of the fact that I didn't have a client list or an email list or anything really. Nothing. Because, I mean, not only did you leave corporate, but you changed industries. Yep. Now, you had transferable skills, but... 
I you couldn't be certain if they were going to work. I don't even think you didn't say this, but I don't even think you had a specific thing that you were offering to other people in order to earn money from them when you walked out. And there are people out there who are like, I can't believe that she did that. But you were fed up. And, you know, a lot of people skip over this, but you said we wouldn't be having this conversation if I would have kept going. It was killing me. Yeah. There's a reason why Monday morning has the highest rate of heart attacks and death. When you start to cry in the shower so your spouse doesn't know how bad off you are. Mm. When you start to have a panic attack on your way to work. When you start to lose your hair. Literally. Your body starts telling you these signs. And a lot of times, our bodies are smarter than our brains, right? We can think logically about something all day long and say, you know what? The absolute best decision is this course of action because, well, we forget about ourselves in the process. And I was to the point where I remember it vividly. I was on a call with my boss and I started to get a rash all up and down my arm just talking about work. My body was having a visceral reaction just talking about work over the phone on a day off. I could not go at that pace. And it was at the point my daughter, she was five years old at the time, she would hide my phone when we got home because she said, I don't want them to yell at my mom. I had a choice, but I had to look at her and say, does she even care how much money mommy makes or would she just rather have a mom? So you had a shift in your priorities. Yeah. You mentioned the rock bottom moment earlier in the episode. Was it when you were filling out the form and you checked all the boxes? Yes. Was it your getting the prescription, what was it where you were like, this can't be my life and it's not going to be my life? It was after that. So I was at home one day. It was March 16th, 2022. Beautiful spring day in North Carolina. I looked out the wet bedroom window of, of my home and looked at the blue sky and I thought that was going to be my last time. So my plan, I had a bottle of sleeping pills in my hand and I was going to go to the garage and start my vehicle, let the exhaust fill up the room, take my pills and never wake up again. I chose not to. That was my rock bottom point. And I'm open and candid about this because... There's someone out there that's going to listen to this message that's feeling that right now. And this message is going to hit them when they need it the most. And because of me sharing this story, you wouldn't believe how many people have reached out to me from all over the world to say, thank you so much, because I thought I was alone. I thought I was the only one dealing with this. I had a CEO from Canada called me 
a couple of months ago after reading my book and said, I, I was thinking about killing myself. A CEO. I've had people from LinkedIn, people from social media reach out and say, because of your post, I chose life. So the power of, you know, sharing our story, being vulnerable is hard. I'm not going to say it's not easy. But that purpose has to be greater than, the, than your desire for anything else. Your desire for impact has to be greater than desire for self. Desire for ego. And that was my low point. And I, you know, since coming out with that, in, veterans are another group that have really supported that message because they said, if this can save one life, it can maybe save a veteran. Yeah. Um, that was unintended, but I'm so excited for the opportunity to help others. Yeah. I can't remember if it's every 22 seconds or every 22 minutes, but. 22 seconds. Every 22 seconds a veteran takes their life. Yeah. It's the greatest. It's one of the greatest atrocities of the world, right? Yeah. These young men or women who don't really know a whole lot about life oh. making that sacrifice for the country and then seeing some things or going through some traumatic experiences and not really knowing how to reintegrate and deal with cope with what is life on the backside of those things and I mean they're not the only people that experience them but you know a lot of them experience them with the belief that they're doing good they're serving others and protecting others I see a lot of people with the suicidal ideation and, you know, we're not therapists, we're not counselors, we're not psychologists, but, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about the thought of not wanting people to know that's the route that they chose. People um, trying to figure out how to cover it up so it looks like an accident or a coincidence. And those are really tough things, right? Those are really challenging situations. And all that I can do is ask that you get help, that you talk to somebody about it. And if you're, if you have somebody that comes to you and wants to share that, that you don't put them in a space where you shame them or make them feel like they are less than or the only one because they're having those thoughts or those feelings. And if you don't feel equipped to serve and support them, that you help them find a resource. Uh, because I see so many people make permanent decisions for temporary situations. Yes. And that creates a ton of collateral damage. And there's always a solution. Everything is figure outable. Yep. Um, and, you know, a lot of us give up. And, you know, during the holiday season, I, I think it becomes tough, especially if you lost a loved one during the year or, you ended up in a space or a place where things are meaningfully different from an income perspective. I feel like those are the two big things that put people in the blues. Yeah. And so with that said, Tara, I'd love for us maybe to run through grasp one more time so people understand how they can get their confidence and then let folks know how they can learn more about you. Wonderful. Yep. So it starts with gratitude. <clears throat> and no matter what, past struggles or adversities you've had. Trust me, I'm the youngest child of five raised by a single mother from poverty. 
Okay. So I have lacked for a long time in my life. I thought I was lying, but it wasn't lying. It was preparing me to deliver the service that I was really meant to render to mankind. Without those adversities, I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you today. So have gratitude for all of it, the entire journey of life, because there is a reason that, that we've went through things. And again, it's to help someone else overcome so that they don't get to that point where they feel like I'm alone. This is the end, right? So have gratitude. That is the first step. And, you know, you can, it's very actionable. I'm not saying, hey, just have gratitude and all things will be great. Write it down. Memorialize things. Write every day, a couple things. What are you grateful for today? Just write it down. You know what? In a couple of weeks, you look back and you realize how many great things are actually in your life. So write it down. It's the law of increase. It leads to abundance. That's the first thing. Responsibility mindset is the second. You have to have that ownership mentality. You have to be the captain of your own life and the writer of your own story. Nobody is going to fix your problems for you. Own it and show others how to do it through your own self-leadership. And then you have to have action, right? So no amount of thought can replace activity. You have to put in the work, and you have to show up, and you have to do it consistently. It's one of the hardest things I think any human being can do is consistent thought and action toward purpose. But if you do this and you have that intentional action, it will set you up for that strategy so that you can keep doing that for the rest of your life. But then you have to anchor that vision, really get clarity on what you want, not somebody else's version of success. What do you want? And who do you see yourself becoming? Because guess what? We're always worried about these steps in between and how am I going to accomplish all these steps? Sometimes it's not the steps that you need to concern yourself with. Sometimes you need to figure out who do I need to become to accomplish that goal? Who do I need to become? Right? So start visualizing who that person is and then put in the action to become them. And then align with purpose. Figure out what makes you unique. What skill sets that you have that can help other people and be of service to mankind? And something that makes you fulfilled, right? Something that gets you out of bed every day. And if you can do those five steps, and these are not, well, I'm done with gratitude, on to the next. This is a fluid thing that you can practice for the rest of your life. And, you know, there's certain days, Jerome, I'm sure you have this too where you wake up and you feel less like you have a great vision for that day, but you feel the other steps, okay, well, maybe you need to align more with that. Then there's some other days that are just not great days. You know, we all have those. Some days you need to do more, all of the steps maybe. And that's okay, but the point of it is, is that this is a lifestyle change. And when you start to have this mindset of doing these steps every day, 
you start to become that person that you're supposed to be. Success becomes inevitable. I have never met a person that has tried these steps and did not succeed. I just have not. This is a time-tested method. And I will say it goes against the laws of nature itself for you to fail. <laughs> I will be so bold as to say that. The laws of nature. Yes. Yeah, I think universal law is one of the things that if we get in alignment with can help us more than we will ever dream or imagine is possible. And once you begin to truly understand what those are and how they work, uh, you, you can turbocharge the results that you're seeking. And I think you've been able to demonstrate that. You talk about the duration of being post your first exit and maybe into your second or your third exit on this journey. In those lessons, I don't even know most people can learn them through other people. Sometimes I think there are things that you just have to experience to truly grasp the gravity of them. And it's funny because I use the word grasp unintentionally because you got to grasp your confidence and own your power. Yeah. Sarah, this has been extremely inspirational. I, I'm so grateful for you and your vulnerability. I am excited for what we were able to share with the audience because it's something that most people shy away from. They don't want folks to know about those rock bottoms or the feelings of hopelessness and despair that many of us consider giving into and just succumbing and uh, letting the ship sink. But there are those moments and there are those people that come along and show us that we should keep going because beautiful and amazing things can happen on the other side of it. So just want to let you know that you are a dream catcher and I'm grateful for the opportunity to have you on the show so that you can share your story and your journey with us. Well, thank you so much, Dram. It was a pleasure. So you can reach out to me on my website, taralafangooch.com. My book, how to grasp confidence and own your power is available on Amazon. The one question I like to wrap up all the episodes with is this. What's the one thing you want listeners to take away from our conversation today? Absolutely. You know, failure is inevitable in life. Growth is optional. There is no one, absolutely no one that exists from the wealthiest person on down, who has not failed. Failure is a bridge to success. And honestly, that's my biggest takeaway from my life's journey is that, you know, we think of the bridge of, from failure, rock bottom to success. It must be really long. It must take years. Maybe it's not even possible. I have actually found quite the opposite. That through failure, it's actually that catalyst for success because it forces creative thinking. And when we can become creative, that's when we become really successful. So for anybody here that's listening to this and thinks that they're failing, embrace it because your next success is right around the corner, my friends. Just keep 
pushing. And if you feel self-doubt kicking in, just remember that you were designed with a purpose. And once you align with that, it goes against universal law for you to fail if you just keep putting in the work and believe in yourself. Laws. Yeah. The laws govern the earth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. You can't argue. You cannot argue. You heard it from her. The laws govern the earth. Align with the laws and things will happen as they're supposed to. And success is guaranteed. To the listeners, your dreams should be real. We'll chat with you on the next episode. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real. <laughs>